It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. What's going on, lacrosse fans? Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network as we bring you episode 203 of Lax Class. Jake Elliott and it's Evan Sheminara back in the co host chair here. As Tino caught up this week, and the plan was to actually do this for the first time ever and go with all three of us for the entire program. Fortunately, Santino couldn't make it. Uh, he might show up in the fourth quarter. We'll see how it goes, but uh, he'll be back next week, I'm sure. Maybe we'll do it for 204. Uh, Evan, what's going on, man? Good to have you back in the chair. We haven't kind of done this off the open for quite some time. What's going on? Yeah, no, just enjoying the somehow we got summer weather in Saskatchewan <laughs> the last week of September. Go figure, but we'll take it. Uh, you know, it was just a nice, relaxing weekend watching sports between yeah. NFL and the Laver Cup, because of a huge tennis fan, you know, not only Rogers' last match, but fantastic comeback from Felix Ojeda Sim and the world team winning that somehow, and you know, getting to watch rugby and everything like that, and yeah, the bet went sideways no, on the rugby, but that, but you know. but you know what? I, I'll tell you this: if you ever get a chance to watch um, an international with the All Blacks, New Zealand is so far ahead on this. Uh, Aboriginal awareness and trying to write the the past. Just going into this match, like they had Aborigines from Australia come on and do a pregame presentation. They had, you know, all Maori children come out with the players as they came out, right? The national anthem, of course, in New Zealand is sung in both languages, you know, and the haka and everything like that. And it's just, a, it was just a fabulous display right off the start of this uh, Maori culture in, in New Zealand. It was just fabulous. Yeah, well, they're considered indigenous, right? Uh, the Maori yeah. and, and, and the people from New Zealand. So I'm down with it, man. And the Hakka, like, if you if you watch that and don't get fired up, then you, you need to check your pulse because that there's mm-hmm. nothing like that in sports. And speaking of that, uh, I had a chance to, to watch a little college football over the weekend as well. And the, the whole Virginia Tech – Enter Sandman intro for the football team. Holy cow, man. If that doesn't get your juices <laughs> flowing, that thing is so awesome to watch. Uh, speaking of that, well, did you, uh, have you, have you watched the documentary on, not to get off topic here, we got a big show coming up. Trust me. The America's Cup documentary about when the Aussies won it after 132 years of the Americans holding the crown. I watched that one. Yeah, good. I remember watching that way back when. That's a good doc there. I can't remember. Well, the greatest race ever or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. If we could do this show with one-tenth the energy that Steve Fryer did oh. yeah, watching the WWE on Saturday night, for those that don't have him on Snapchat, add him because it is a treat. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> gone by now, but yeah, Steve Fryer, let's just say this. The man is into it when it comes to wrestling. And there was a show, WWE show, that ran through Vancouver over the weekend. And Steve Fryer essentially Snapchat the whole thing and is just screaming for about two and a half hours straight. Like, he is invested in in 
adult entertainment of the wrestling variety. And his wife. Yeah, well, she, <laughs> I don't know if she's quite into it like Steve, and nobody is into it like Deep is. Uh, anyway, so that that was a, a real treat. Been a while since I've, you know, he used to do that for like the big pay-per-views and stuff when he'd watch mm-hmm. it on TV, but I'd never experienced it while he's been in the stand. Like, I could not imagine being the person sitting in front of Steve Fryer <laughs> at the wrestling event. Like, I would have just lost my mind. With him just screaming at the top of his lungs for two and a half hours. Pretty electric uh, program this week, Kevin. I tell well before I tell you that, I got to get a little disc golf story in here because I, you know, that's uh, what I like to do these days. Uh-huh. Took a trip down south of the border last week to a little place called Frost Creek, Evan. Private course, just a little bit north of Mount Baker in a in a place called Maple Valley on a guy's personal property. And he set up 27 holes on, I don't know how many acres this guy's own. But it, like, you have to get an invite. You kind of have to tell him, hey, I want to come play your course. And he'll either say, yeah, or come, you can come this day, but not this day. Anyways, we managed to, to wrangle a day up, and it did not disappoint. Well, it did disappoint because I left the disc down there, so now i got to go back and, and play it again. I'm probably going to do that uh, this week sometime, but... Just over an hour away, this guy has got a championship course in his backyard. Something like I've never played before. I like I had, I don't know, good three, four birdies on that, and I still shot plus eleven. Evan, this course was an absolute monster. But I'm going back and avenging that <laughs> plus eleven score this week. So, but you're one of these guys that's got like the the wheel cart with like two dozen. Oh, different yeah. discs, I do. yeah, like yeah. different weights and everything like that. Absolutely, I do. Mind you, you can't use the pull card on on this course because it's like got some mountain mountainous hill um, holes on it mm. and some sketchy trails. You got to scale up and stuff. So, anyways, uh, there's the disc golf update for the week. Show update for this week. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. We decided why wait, Evan. Let's get into it this week here on EP203. Season previews are back. We're going in reverse order, and we're going to start with Vancouver and general manager Dan Richardson going to be on the program of the Vancouver Warriors. We're going to talk to the president, the owner, the general manager, former co-host here on the podcast as well. Jamie Dowick is back to talk some Toronto rock. In quarter three, back to four quarters, by the way. And then in the fourth, we still got lax glass locks. And Evan, you're going to get it in quarter number four. <laughs> Let me just say that. It's coming. So prepare yourself for that. But here in quarter number one, we're still doing the big focus. Big focus. Big focus. Focus. Another than a big focus. Focus. Big focus. Big focus. Big focus. Big focus time here. Brought to you by Rycor Construction, where they make it stand out. Interior, exterior renovations, fences, decks, bathrooms, kitchens, bedrooms. Rycor Construction Inc. on Facebook and Instagram, or go to the website at www.rycorconstruction.ca. If you need some renovations done, check out their stuff because. Every time I like I see the start, they do like the before pictures and then the after picture. It's incredible what these guys do. They definitely make it stand out. So if you're in the market for a little reno, Rycor Construction are your people. And they're the sponsors of the big focus, Evan, which is 
The release of the NLL schedule, which came out just prior to last episode dropping, we haven't had a chance to talk about this thing yet. The NLL schedule is out, and that means training camps are next, which is why we're doing season previews. But we got to talk about this NLL schedule that gets going in the Maritimes. Shout out to all the folks in the Maritimes right now, by the way. I know Fiona just ripped that part of the country a new one over the last few days. I'm hoping everybody is safe and sound. A lot of damage going back down there, Evan. You got to feel for the people of Prince Edward Island and, and Newfoundland and Halifax. Man, oh man, scary stuff. But that's where the National Cross League schedule is going to begin. Friday, December the 2nd. We're just over a couple of months away here. Back in the nest for a first time in a long time, Philadelphia and Halifax will hook it up on December the 2nd. Yeah, and, you know, it, it just breaks my heart when I see all the damage that's going on over there. You know, it's a place of the part of the world that just doesn't experience storms like this all that often. It's unfortunate uh, what's happening. Getting back to the schedule, yeah, uh, it looks like we could have a couple TSN games of the week that week, so we'll wait and see what the TSN schedule looks like. But it's... Uh, I don't want to get a whack on the PP, Evan, but I've seen it, so I can probably tell you where the game is, but I'm not going to do that. All right. No more, no That's more, fine. no, no wax on the people. We'll wait. We'll wait for TSN to, to release it. It's a, uh, it's an interesting schedule. There's a Monday game in Philadelphia one week, which uh, is interesting. Where Philly actually has a Saturday and a Monday weekend. Only two teams having to play two games on the same weekend. It's a totally revamped schedule now, where Back teams are going to have fewer bye weeks, yeah. but they're going to be there. But you look at the rush; they have five games the first two months. And then no bye weeks for the last 14 weeks of the season. So it's a, but, it's an interesting way to go. But no back-to-back, like barely any back-to-backs. What would you say? There's only two, two and one two. is a day in between Yeah, where it's a Saturday-Monday sort of situation. So I don't even yeah. really classify that as a back-to-back. But less bye weeks to me is a better thing. Yeah. Less back-to-backs, I think, is a better thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, Only remind, seven Sundays. Yeah, that, I mean, that's also, I think, I mean, us it's as better fan, for the players. Yeah, us as fans, I think, love Sunday morning lacrosse, at least I do, but it's it's not particularly the prime time slot for the league or for the players either. No. So remind me to ask both of the upcoming guests this, Evan, with Vancouver at Toronto the next night, December 3rd. Mm-hmm. You see what Toronto Rock's doing here? Disrespecting the Warriors, Evan, going guaranteed win night. Win night, yeah. Uh, if they don't win, everybody gets a free ticket to the following game. So just uh, remind yeah. me to ask Dan how he feels about that, and then we can talk to Jamie about uh, maybe what Dan said and, and how he yeah. feels. And Toronto, of course, this is something that was impossible when they were at the Air Canada Centre, but every game is a Saturday home game for yeah. them this year, yeah. which is great. The flip side calgary has 10 fridays which is not the greatest for the players that have to get off work for an extra day no but i think for the city because so many people come from around the city into the city to watch calgary roughnecks Mm -hmm. lacrosse and i think you know for the corporate crowd finish up work on a friday go have some dinner then head off to the saddle dome to check out roughnecks lacrosse People are already down there on a Friday, and I don't, I don't hate it for Calgary. It may mm-hmm. not be ideal for players, like you said, but I think they know what they're doing there. And obviously, Calgary Flames are going to get yeah. the the prime slots there on Saturday nights. 
the other difficulty though for Calgary and this St. Panther City has the same problem is those two and Toronto don't play on the final week of the season. And Calgary and Panther City play on the Friday night of the second last week of the season. So when they finish, everybody else is still going to have two games to go. So they have to they have to deal with their own uh, fate ahead of time. Otherwise, they're going to be watching scoreboards if, if they're leaving it up to anybody else. The other thing, though, this is just absolutely perfect. If you're looking to go to the Vegas Desert Dogs opener and believe me they are going to put on one heck of a show uh, hang on so a second gonna be a hang, hang on a second here so yep. let's let's just cover off the opening week here because vegas is yep. one of the teams that do not play on the opening weekend i'm no. trying to think who the other one here is is it calgary that's there's only i think they're, they're vegas the only one well, i want to say calgary it's, a, it's an see... odd number of teams this week here I don't see Calgary on, on the list. Okay, so then there's th- two, three teams that yeah. don't play. So defending champs, the Colorado Mammoth are in Saskatchewan uh, to, to round out the week there. But, uh, yeah, I when you put out this tweet, that perked up my – it's not Vegas's first game because that will come on the 9th in Panther City, mm-hmm. but it's the following weekend – December the 16th. You you set this up, Evan, because you put out this tweet. It's going to be a weekend there down in Sin City. Yeah. So on top of the fact you're going to get this this heck of a show. Now, keep in mind, the Desert Dogs are playing at the Michelob Ultra Arena, which is at the Mandalay Bay. It's the casino at the south end of the Strip. If you're staying at the Mandalay Bay or the Luxor or the Excalibur, or any of those hotels in there, the next night... Right across the street, just a little to the north, T-Mobile Arena, it's the Golden Knights and the Islanders. The next afternoon, just across the uh, interstate, a quick 15-minute walk from the Mandalay Bay, is the Las Vegas Raiders and the New England Patriots. So you can get to Vegas and take in three massive sporting events not have a single taxi bill because you can just walk to them faster and take a taxi to now them. correct me if i'm wrong that is incredible by the way that all yeah. that's but correct me if i'm wrong is the f1 not in town for vegas that weekend as well no vegas f1 is next year okay but uh yeah and the interesting thing too was that vegas just opened up uh single single ticket sales for the home opener they haven't done it for everything yet and multiple sections of that arena are now sold out for opening night. Fantastic stuff. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, rematch between Buffalo and Toronto on the 17th. So those two will renew their rivalry pretty early. And you got to remember with players moving spots and all that sort of stuff coming up on December the 30th, San Diego and Calgary as Curtis Dixon makes his return. That'll be a, a night in Calgary. Um Vegas and Vancouver. Vancouver, the only team that gets, or maybe gets to go, has to go. I don't know how you want to phrase that. Uh, the only team that, that goes to Vegas, let me say that, twice this season. Yeah, it's definitely on my list of questions for Dan. because it's, uh, it's, it's a unique thing, and it's, it'll be interesting to see. The concept here being this Vegas flu and something the Golden Knights had to address, or opponents of the Golden Knights had to address the first year. The Golden Knights had this insane home record, in part because they were a great team and the crowd was loud, but in part because of this concept called the Vegas flu, where teams had a hard time keeping track of their players yeah, the night they before call the game. They called the Roxy flu here in Vancouver. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, 
teams have to do certain things. And, you know, I remember listen, watching all the different things that NHL general managers were doing to try and keep guys in line. I think one of them said, we're going to rent the biggest suite we can. Every player staying in it. The coach has the bed by the front door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But guy, like there was teams that were like Toronto Maple Leafs. They tried uh, staying at a casino that is like 25 minutes away from, from the strip, right where the practice arena is thinking everything's great, not realizing players know what Uber is. And they yeah, got blown I out mean, 5-1 the next morning. <laughs> right. Listen, boys will be boys. You're not going to keep everybody at bay on a weekend, no matter where it is, quite frankly. But some Vegas guys, has just got that much more well, temptation. it does. And some guys, listen, some guys can do it and still get out there the next day and perform or the next morning and not miss their flight. And then there's guys that just cannot, like they'll go off the rails and bad things happen. And you have to know that as, as a person, like as yourself, you have to know where that line is and stay on the right side of it because, you know, that might be okay for one weekend or whatever, but if that continues to be an issue for you, you get labeled pretty quick and you're going to find yourself on the outside looking in. True enough. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're adults, they're professionals. They've, they know how to get this done. And, uh, you I do. remember way back when there was a, an interview with Mark Matthews. The question was asked how long his per diem check was going to last when he got to Vegas. Yeah. And he said it wouldn't get, he wouldn't leave the airport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, I'm sure the mailman is not the only one in no. that category. And uh, there's probably a lot of guys in the league that don't even like to, to venture into casinos and stuff. So everybody's a little bit different when it comes to that. Any other highlights on the schedule you want to tap into here, Evan? It's all up there on NLL.com slash schedule. But uh, like you said, uh, only a couple of back-to-backs, seven Sundays. What else do you – what else? There's a a Christmas break, like a full Christmas break going on. Good one. Um, And the schedule goes until April 29th. So um, I know some of the the PLL fans were trying to figure out what was going to happen there. And the playoffs are going to go until mid-June again, which – Right. Causes an interesting dilemma this year because the world championships start June 21st. Again, so you're going to, there's guys that literally may go through the NLL finals, not even have to report to their PLL team straight to the worlds and then get to the PLL. And, and I've said this before. So seven, December 17th to the 30th is, is the break for the holidays for the NLL. There is a New Year's Eve game, Evan. That's going down mm-hmm. in your neck of the woods there in Saskatchewan. Yeah, they did that last year as well. But didn't it? It didn't have. It got canceled though, didn't it? The concert got canceled. Oh, okay, that's what it is. I remember. Yeah. Some getting canceled. So uh, New Year's Eve game in Saskatchewan, and I'll say this again: like the National Lacrosse League has to do what's best for the National Lacrosse League when it comes to their schedule, and. They can't worry about world championships and the PLL schedule and anything else. They have to worry about what is best for their league, best for their players. And that's the sole focus when you're coming out with a schedule like this, which is not an easy thing to do. I know Brian Lemon works his tail off to, to try and get this thing as right as he possibly can. And from the, you know, the few coaches that I've talked to so far, Everybody seems really happy with their yeah. schedule this year. Yeah, like I give Brian Lemon a lot of credit here because this is perhaps the best schedule I've ever seen. Agreed. 
Ah, great. All right, let's take a quick break here, Evan, on EP203. And we're back with the GM of the Vancouver Warriors, Dan Richardson, to talk all things Van City. Keep it right here on Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Lax Class is back after this. This is Zach Manns of the Toronto Rock. You're listening to Lax Class. Welcome back to Lax Class, classmates. As we move into quarter number two here on EP203, Jake Elliott, Evan Sheminar with you as we begin our season previews. But not before I tell you about the good folks at Stampede Tack and Western Wear. They're Canada's biggest Wrangler dealer. So if you're looking for a little Wrangler, Stampede is your place to be. Stampede.ca, where shopping online is still shopping local. Or head on out there to Cloverdale, Highway 10, corner 180th. They've been there since, uh, well, since dirt was invented. A long time out there in Cloverdale for Stampede Tack and Western Wear. Wrangler, Stampede Tack. Uh, back on the podcast, it wasn't too long ago we had this gentleman on the podcast. Uh, but things have, well, certainly changed a little bit since we talked to you last, Dan Richardson. Uh, welcome back to, I should say, Aloha. Welcome back to Lax Class. How are you? Aloha, doing very well. Thanks for having me back. I guess so. Uh, on the beaches of Maui, just ahead of training camp. And for people that don't know, this is really kind of the time that most head coaches and general managers, executives around the league, this is the window for vacation time, right? Exactly. You know, for the most part, our signing period and our, uh, you know, UFAs and RFAs and the draft and getting them all signed up is pretty well complete. and. Training camp has been planned, and uh, so there's a small window before the camp opens that we usually take advantage of. Yeah, plus you got to keep Mrs. Richardson happy. Otherwise, uh, things will fall apart on you pretty quick, right? That's true. All right, well, uh, first and foremost, I think we need to start with the eight-time Man Cup champion, two-time NLL MVP, and the all-time leading scorer in Man Cup history, Sean Evans who was a prized free agent, unrestricted, and we just had him on last week, and, and the text comes to me the day after we released the podcast, have you ever had the same guest on t- two weeks in a row? And I thought to myself, well, what does that mean? And sure enough, you go out and land Sean Evans in free agency. Tell me how all this panned out, Dan. Uh, we were, contrary to popular belief, we were very active in our UFA uh market this year we just weren't successful we had uh, two or three players that we uh, had spoken to in great length and thought that uh, they were ready to sign at the last minute they went elsewhere so that didn't stop us from uh, you know going back to the plan on what what we wanted to do was to bring in you know an impact player and um, Sean Evans uh, his name popped up and he has a relationship with uh, Troy Cordingly our new head coach and that that brought them together. Then I got involved, and I'll, I'll tell you, Sean was very, very good to deal with, very reasonable, and um, he did his homework. He knows all about our roster. He's excited to play uh, for the Warriors. So that was music to our ears, and uh, I had uh, got ownership involved. They, they had a phone call with him and came back and said, get him. 
and that's what we did. Nice. And and I don't maybe just for my own sake, but I know a few other people are asking this as well. Dan, is what's the plan for Sean? Will he be uh, a fly-in like Kyle Killen, or will he spend some time in market throughout the season? What's the plan there? No, he'll be a fly-in with uh, Kyle Killen for sure. When I look at the Warriors, um, the defense last year was really impressive. The offense is in good shape as long as you have Mitch Jones healthy for an entire year. The question mark still remains goaltending. And, yeah. you know, you've got you've got Aiden Walsh now signed. You've got Brody Harris signed. But you've lost Alex Bouquet in free agency. Steve Fryer's still out there. There's a handful of other street free agents available. Is the plan to go young or is the plan to try and bring some experience in yet? Uh, we, we still need to bring some experience in. And we're very close to... Uh... Uh, signing an experienced uh, goaltender, but you know we we've got Aiden Walsh and we have this other young goaltender, Chase Cosgrove. But uh, you know Aiden is uh, somebody that you know we think we can build a future around, but he's going to need some seasoning. So it wouldn't be fair to the club, and it wouldn't be fair to him to throw him to the wolves right off the bat. So that's why you know we need to bring a, a, a veteran presence in and uh, have the two of them work together and go from there. I'm starting to look around the floor a little bit when I look at who is under the Warriors stable here and I think like any not no other year here really Dan where we're gonna see some pretty serious competition it may not be for you know the top one and two spots on offense or um, you know the, the short man on the back end but those depth guys those three and four spots on either side the guys that are gonna kind of fill out the bottom of the roster there is going to be some major, major competition at training camp. Like I just don't think we've ever seen in Vancouver. Oh no! I mean, you're de- you're bang on. We've that's been Ken Thomas and my mantra for the last few years is to build our depth. And uh, Ken and I sat down uh, before I went on holidays and looked at our roster and said, you know, I think we're, you know, we're starting to get that depth that we've always wanted. So you look at whether it's the right or or left uh, offensive side. There's going to be a huge battle for the the three and four spots. And then same on the, the uh, defenders on the right and left side. We've got some really good young guys that are coming in that uh, had fantastic years in the summer. And and we say, like, bring it on. Let's let's have a good training camp, a good competitive training camp. And uh, Troy Troy, and, and Phil and, and Curtis are going to have their uh, jobs cut out uh, for them to select the the 21 and four, and it's going to be a good battle. You know, Dan, I, I think we've kind of talked about this as well, but with a new coaching staff coming in with Troy and, and Phil and, and even Curtis to some regard, it's a unique situation for everybody involved, including the players, because it's going to be a completely fresh slate, like no misconceptions about who did what in, in the past or even in this league. Troy is coming in with an open mind on this roster that the best 25 are going to be there in the end, regardless of what you've done in years past. Uh, absolutely. So if any of the returning players think that their jobs are safe, first of all, first and foremost, we were a six and 12 team. And so standing pat is not going to happen. We need to make changes. Those changes started with the coaching staff and they'll continue through training camp as we make further changes with some of these guys that we have brought in either through free agency or, and or the draft. Well, the one guy you certainly don't need to make changes to is Reed Bowering, who certainly <laughs> was your, was your highlight it. of last year. In fact, 
most of us were debating whether he was the rookie of the year compared to Jeff T for most of it. Where is the ceiling, do you think, on this guy? I, you know what, uh, Evan, I don't think we've, we've come close to see the, this guy's ceiling. He, he is everything that you've said and more. As good as a player on the floor, his leadership ability and the way he carries himself off the floor, unbelievable. And so um, we're very excited to, to get him in uh, for a second year, as we are with Charlotte Beatties. We think Charlotte Beatties kind of scratched the surface. Troy knows of him very well. And uh, we we think that he's got a, uh, uh, a lot more to give in, in the box uh, game. One guy that you will have to wait a year for is your number three overall pick in, in Owen Grant, Dan. And, you know, talking with people from the East and, and in the know, they say this guy was so far head and shoulders above any other defender in the draft that there was no way you were passing up on him when, when he was sitting there at three. No, he he was on our radar very early, and uh, you know there was talk about who Las Vegas was going to take at two. But you know if Grant was there, there was no discussion at the table. It was just fill the card in, let's go. When we got up on stage, or um, when he finished on stage and came down to us uh, in the media area, and we shook his hand, like my hand, I have a pretty big hand. My hand got lost. <laughs> I was going to say, here Ward Sanderson esque hands on this kid. <laughs> absolutely massive he's got very broad shoulders and you know he you know who he reminds me of is a mike messenger type guy <laughs> he's very broad shouldered big long arms and he likes to hit people he told me he likes to punish people and it's like okay yeah wow yeah that, that's nice way to bring in new fans that's yeah. for sure absolutely. yeah I was looking at your schedule, and and you've so at home you've got three Fridays six Saturdays which is a nice mix one of the interesting things, though, is that you're the only team that has to go to Vegas twice. Gets this to year. go, Evan. Gets to go. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if you're a local like me, gets to go. But um, one of the questions I've got is we saw it in the NHL when the Golden Knights came where visiting teams struggled with the so-called Vegas flu. You know, trying to keep players' concentration on the game when all that temptation is there. I mean, as a general manager... Has there been any discussion what you do when you travel there or what guys are going to be told? Or is there just some level of expectation that they know what to do? Um, no, there has been lots of discussions on that. And and luckily, because the Canucks Sports and Entertainment have some experience of the Canucks going to Vegas, we're going to um, you know pick their brains on how, how they approached it. But no, we're, we're not going to leave the coaches or players or anyone on their own accord. They'll be you know it'll be all orchestrated we're we're down there to get two points the fun and and all that sort of stuff can happen after the game but we we really need to focus on um the task at hand so we 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 we're just in the midst of planning what time the flights will be and, and all that sort of stuff to, yeah, i was gonna say you miss yeah. your flight on the way home that put it in the contract and that's on you not the team right like that that's the where you gotta draw the line can't be missing your well, flight home I'm not so. I'm, honestly, I'm not so worried about guys missing flights on the way home. It's what time do we get them there yeah. on the day before, yeah. and then what what have we got in store for them? And you know, as far as uh, you know, view, video review, a team dinner, um, this that and the other. So we'll have it all orchestrated out before we go, and uh, we'll also uh, pick uh, Canuck Sports. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted to ask you about that because I kind of found that to be an interesting note there that. You're able to 
go to Canucks, whoever it may be. I'm not sure who you're talking to within the organization, Dan, but able to pick their brain on things like that. Going into a new city, where you know, where do you get the guy's food? Where do you like to stay? All those sort of things. But does it go further than that, Dan? I, I would have to ask. Like, are you talking with the nutritionist and a sleep doctor and and all these things that are available? to an NHL franchise, do they kind of lend their services to the lacrosse team as well? Uh, yes and no. It's a, it's a walk before you run uh, scenario. And, and um, obviously uh, they're the bread and butter of the organization and all the resources go uh, obviously up against the Canucks, but we, they are allowing us to have some access and ask questions. And so, you know, we're very patient and we uh, try to give them a lot of runway if we've got some questions. So that's not like a, a hurried response and um but yeah they've been very good very good to deal with what do you think are the key two or three factors that it'll take for the warriors to be in the playoffs this season uh, just like any other team in the league we got to stay healthy you know and uh you know we've got more depth we feel we have more depth than we've ever had um so staying healthy our goaltending we're going to need uh some solid goaltending Having said that, we really like the way our offense is shaping up on both the left and right side, and certainly the depth that we've added on the defense is going to help our goalies. Uh, I've mentioned about you know engaging new fans with Owen Grant. The other way you're going to do that this season, Dan, is with a new mascot, which I know you've been kind of pushing for over the last couple of years. We're down to four selections here. We got the Turf Monster, which I'm a big fan of. I like to break that out in the broadcast now now and then so it's like it's a real thing which i kind of like the eagle the bear and then party sasquatch i think for me it's turf monster or party sasquatch i don't know where you come out on this but i love all four of these i'm not even kidding just because it's vancouver here i love all four mascots and i'm having a hard time picking which one i like the best oh first and foremost the most important thing out of this is we're going to have a mascot and i think that's long overdue for our fans, our families, and our kids that come to the game. So that's going to be a fun, fun uh, addition. Um, as far as which one, I think they've done a great job, as they they do in the uh, Canucks Sports Entertainment, of coming up with the four options. And um, I'm not, uh, uh, I don't know where it's going to be, but uh, to me, any one of them would work fine. Make it a fun one that the kids can uh, you know, uh, have some fun with, and then they can have fun with the Par- fans. Party Sasquatch, just like I can see him in the bud <laughs> zone and going crazy now, yeah. or whatever, neutral zone, whatever we're calling it this year. Party Sasquatch, I think that yeah. might be the front runner. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, the last few years, there's been the $5 beers and this whole attitude of bringing this party atmosphere to the games in Vancouver. What are we in course? What are, what are we going to see this year? Well, I think uh, talking to Colby uh, Fackler, I believe they're going to have a party zone at both ends. <laughs> one will be yeah, yeah. one will be like um, you know neutrals vodka or one of those one of those low carb, drinks. low carb, yeah, yes. low carb, and the other one will be like a craft beer or I don't know I don't know whether Budweiser's back, but it's going to be a beer at one end and sort of a soda drink company at the other end. Right. But they're definitely going to have two zones and uh i know how popular the one was so it'll be interesting if they can both uh pull it off but uh they you know we've said all along they're doing a fantastic job now we got to start matching that on the floor and then look out and then then you'll see that place fill up 
I don't know where to go next here, Dan. I don't even know if I'm allowed to bring this up, but I know there's a little tweak to the uniforms as well. Uh, helmets, shorts, uh, not up for visual public viewing quite yet, but maybe you can tease this a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we got, uh, we've done a new helmet design, which is a little more modern, a little more edgy than our standard three stripe that we've had in the past with our logo. And, uh, you know, you've seen a, co a copy of it. We're going to wait a while before we send it out. But I, I think it, I've had feedback from the players. They think it's awesome. The shorts, the jersey's the same. The shorts, we've done a little tweak on the striping. And uh, I think it, uh, you know, I really like, obviously I'm biased, but I really like our setup of our home and away jerseys. And the fact that, you know, we have, we're one of the only teams, if the only team that has home and away gloves and home and away helmets and home and away runners. So it looks really sharp. And well, uh, I know Evan, he, Evan really <laughs> likes his, his rebowering Jersey dad. Absolutely. I don't know if I, we're, we're uh, going to have to work. So maybe we'll wait for who you got to fire up. So we can uh, <laughs> figure out what for we're sure. going to do. One of those helmets looks nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, one of the things I think that is critical to getting to where you've got so far is simply just not trading away draft picks. You know, this was a problem in the past uh, with your squad. I don't believe he's traded away any in the future. Is that, I mean, I guess a, a first round pick building this team going forward is going to be critical just to continue to build that depth, is it not? Yeah, I mean, just take a look at what we were able to do when we had a first round pick with Bowery, Sharon Beatties, Owen Grant. And so that doesn't stop other teams from asking. I had. I want to say three or four at least GMs coming to us wanting our number three pick. And quite frankly, they weren't offering much and nor, nor were we even entertaining it. And it was like, no, uh, that's what got this organization in trouble. <laughs> and uh, this is what's going to get it out of, like we're starting to, you know, this is going to pay off not only this year, but for years to come, if we keep those first and second picks, you know, there will come a day down the road when we're, in the upper echelon and we think that one player can put us over the top. Yeah. Then you look at it, but you certainly do that. Do not do that when you're in uh rebuilding mode, retooling, however you want to call it. Well, I think that's something people kind of forget, Dan, when that, when you took over this organization, not only didn't you, did you not have any first round picks, but you had to wait like three or four years to get your first one. And the change does not happen overnight. Like when you're that depleted with draft picks and high end ones at that, there's no easy fix, but except to endure the pain for long-term gain. Well, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but the first year we didn't have a first, we didn't have a second, we didn't have a third, we didn't have a fourth. So we sat <laughs> yep. there in Philadelphia until the fifth round. Well, there's not much left. You can't, build your uh, or rebuild around a fifth and a sixth pick. And then the next year we didn't have a first and we didn't have a second, we didn't have a third. And so the rebuilding process took a lot longer than I think our fans wanted it to, to take. And I think even ownership and we have to keep telling them all, this is the hole that we were in. So be patient. And so, you know, you, you got to see some glimpses last year of us playing at a pretty good level. Now with some additions this year, we think we can take that next step and then keep building with those draft picks because they are so valuable. And, um, you know, so you're, you're not going to see us trade a, a first or a second anytime soon, unless it's something that we desperately need. And, and let's not forget like Mitch Jones, 
<laughs> that's like inserting two first round draft picks back into your lineup after missing an entire season. Hey, Dan, before we let you go here and, and get back to my ties and, and surf and sand and all that, uh, Jamie Dalek's coming up next here as we'll preview the Toronto Rocks upcoming season. You're playing Toronto on the opening weekend in the hammer. And I'm sure you've seen this, but the disrespect coming from the Toronto Rock guaranteed win night. They're calling it back there in Hamilton. Uh, I'm just wondering how you feel about this and maybe whether you might have a message for, for Mr. Dowick as we lead into quarter number three. Oh, I, I was totally unaware that that was happening. Oh yeah. That... No, they're offering up a uh, free oh, ticket I'm to the I'm following. Oh, I knew. Okay. I knew. <laughs> you I got knew. me hook, uh, line and sinker there. Yeah. Sorry. You know, uh, I, I recall my, years ago, I tried doing something similar with the Salmon Bellies, and my players, they wanted to kill me that I posted that up uh, against uh, one of the lower-end teams. And um, and so, you know, teams are allowed to do whatever they want to promote games. And, uh, you know, that's a that's a that's certainly uh, something that I'm sure will be discussed down the road. But Fuel to the fire. Fuel to yeah, the fire. Just, Use it. We'll... Uh, you know, they, they uh, absolutely spanked us last year, let's be honest, uh, in Rogers, And we need to use that as a as a uh, motivational point uh, moving forward. And we've got some, uh, you know, uh, Ontario coaches and a couple of key Ontario players. So, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll make sure that we're, we have everybody ready for opening night. All right. Love to hear it. Uh, say hi to the missus for me. Enjoy the rest of vacation. We'll see you when you get back in town. Thanks very much for having me on again. Our pleasure. There is GM of the Vancouver Warriors, Dan Richardson, Evan. And I know this this guy's in my backyard, and this is the team that uh, I work for. But, again, like uh, the work that it has taken to get themselves out of the hole that they were in when he took over this franchise, Evan, I think the, the corner is right in front of the eyeballs now, and you're going to start to see this team make the change. Yeah, I mean, I'm still – Waiting to see what will happen at the goaltender. Got to have a goalie. Making, got yeah. to have a goalie. There's no question have a goalie. about that. I mean, the defense I have no concerns about. You know, they played amazing last year. Mitch Jones being healthy. I mean, Mitch Jones, If had he been healthy last year. I think they make the playoffs. They, they, they might have. They might not have, but have been awfully close. Yeah. Right? And this is a team that really starts, is going to need to get to the playoffs. They need to get that fan base moving. Let's see if it's there. You never, you know, you don't count anybody out because the second you count somebody else, the second they're going to burn you. Yeah. And this whole guaranteed win night on opening night. I'm oh, like, baby. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> First week of the season, Colin, guaranteed. We'll talk to him about it all. Uh, big thanks to Dan Richardson for stopping by. Let's get him on the other side here. It's halftime on EP203. Stick around, classmates. We're going to talk to Jamie Dowick of the Toronto Rock on the other side. Keep it right here. Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Hey, this is NLL Hall of Famer Gary Gate. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified, your go-to source for all things NLL and box surprise. Welcome back to Lax Class. We're into the second half here on EP203. Jake Elliott, Evan Schemenauer. Season previews continuing here, brought to you by, once again, Stampede Tack and Western Wear, proud sponsors of season previews, NLL-style 
Speaking of style, you want to look good, you head to Stampede Tack and Western Wear. It's boot season, Evan. Fall is just around the corner. Mind you, it was like 30 degrees here in British Columbia this week. I could not believe it. Out there on the disc golf course, sweating up a storm. Love it. But sooner or later, the weather is going to turn, and you're going to want yourself a good pair of boots for the fall and the winter. No better place to go than Stampede Tack and Western Wear. You can do it online where it's still shopping local. It's stampede.ca. Or head out there to Cloverdale and head into the store, and you're going to need about 10 minutes to get from one end of the wall down to the other because they have every type of boot you could ever imagine in Stampede Tack. Get yourself a set of Blundstones. You'll thank me later. Jamie's got a pair. I got a pair. They're some comfy, comfy boots, let me tell you. Uh, Jamie Dowick back on the podcast here, fresh off a trip to Denver, Colorado, where Jamie is a season ticket holder for the Denver Broncos, who picked up my old quarterback from the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, who has looked absolutely shameful so far this season, Jamie, for 200 and 50 schmill uh what do you get one touchdown last night barely beat the 49ers with jimmy g but you guys are two and one i don't know about your head coach what's going on in denver settle down settle down bitter seahawks fan that's that's ah, what's going on get riddance. listen man I, I laughed at a guy last night he's like 245 million i'm like you know what buddy you can pay him five billion. I don't care. It's not my money. Like, well, a little bit is, than, a little bit is. If you're a season be, ticket holder, it's better than it was, right? Like, yeah. Russell will. I like to believe he will be fine. Um, yeah, it hasn't been a pretty start to the season, but they're two and one. Um, Top the AFC you know, West right now. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what happens against the Raiders this weekend. I. Uh, you're not feeling good. Not feeling good. Well, I just that was a big win last night. That place was uh the defense was unbelievable and you know, and, and that was I'm sure an emotional win for that team. And and now you gotta go into Vegas who's 0 and three and you know, much better than an 0 and three team and a division rival and all it just wow. to me it screams look out. Who'd you take uh, to Denver game. with you? Who'd you take to Denver with you this summer? Uh, I went with my buddy Petey, who's okay. a big Niners guy. Um, so he came down with me and Josh went down a few days earlier to hook up with a few of his, uh, buddies from school that's still living down there. And so him and one of his buddies came to the game with us as well. Nice. So it was three Broncos fans and, a and a Niners fan. Yeah. Well, well, since the rock aren't playing in Vegas this year, you better be taking advantage of this weekend, aren't you? Yeah, I didn't, uh. I believe me, I wasn't holding my breath thinking I was going to hit the jackpot and get Vegas on, in Vegas on the schedule this year. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was that. No, it was uh, it was good, man. Always good to go down there. Weather was great. City's great. Great dinner at Elway's, and uh, yeah. Now now I'm doing a show about the season preview. Yeah, that, that well, made me should... think. That made me think. Holy smokes, man! This is. I guess we're getting there it's here. Real. Like, well, yeah, uh, usually you're at the back of the line being Toronto, but we're going in reverse this time around. So you move up to the front of the line here. Uh, so why don't, we, we, right. why don't we start with the most recent news of the day, Toronto rock style. Stevie Keogh, man, uh, you told me you were you know, in the market for a, a veteran right-hander. I was trying to rack my brain on who that might be. Steve Keogh never came to mind, but now it makes all sorts of sense to me, Jamie, with the loss of Rob Hellier. Go out and get a guy like Stevie Keogh, man. This guy, 
has always been one of my favorites to watch play the game. I just love the way this guy plays. He, he'll, and you got a bona fide guy, Jamie, now that will go into the middle of the floor for you and, and do the dirty work that that offense needs. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're excited to add Steve uh, to the group, man. I mean, he, he got drafted probably in my first or second year in, in the league. And he's really been a thorn in my side ever since. And uh, got to know him a little bit over the years. Uh, always really admired his his game, his all around game. He he does he does do everything. He he plays with a bit of an edge. Um, he's a heck of a goal scorer. He he you know he makes his teammates better. And you know when push comes to shove, he's not too bad throwing his fists around either. Uh, you know not that that's something we're looking for him to do, but. He's an all-around guy that just kind of rounds out our offense, I think. I mean... Um, Best Selly in the game right now, too, as far as I'm concerned. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because that that Selly has driven me crazy for <laughs> 10 plus years. And, uh, you know, just because it's always been against me and it's, and it's happened more than I would have liked to have seen it happen over the years. But I was joking with, with Chow the other day that, you know, it's funny. I, I'm sure I'll become a huge fan of it now, you know, like, uh, but, but he, it's just because he's killed. He, he scored a lot of goals against the Toronto rock in, in his career. And, um, you know, he's always, he's just been tough. So yeah, that was, uh, that, that was kind of my last move, I think to kind of round out the team with the draft and all our, the free agents we went and, uh, and so, so here we are as we approach the uh, end of September, about a, you know a little over a month away from opening camp. So, I wonder what happened to the Jamie Dalek of old because I looked at the draft board for the next several <laughs> years. You've <laughs> yeah. got all your draft picks in the next three years still with you, and now you go get a first and a second, uh, two firsts and a second out of Vegas. What are you going to do with all these draft picks, man? It's like, <laughs> this isn't Yeah, I, it's not me at all. Like, uh, I think since I've owned the team, we've really had one pick. And thank God challenge. we did that year. Challenge. It was challenge. Um, <laughs> like, we, we haven't had our own first-round pick ever, really, it seems like. And, you know, right now, we've just gone through three years for you know of picks not having them for trades we made and, and right now we are sitting there with all these kind of picks and assets so hey listen um right now they're just gonna sit there i mean i i like i really like where our team is at heading into camp and uh you know i don't feel at this point um that's a I pretty need to be comfortable moving nice spot to be jamie where you have yeah. that equity if you need it but you don't even feel like you need it right now so that takes that gives you the upper hand like you're holding a pair of pocket aces sitting on the button sort of thing here yeah listen i mean i you know we'll we'll see what happens um when time it's, it's money in the bank you know and and right now uh we feel really good about our team you know our our, our defense is pretty well back intact you know, with the addition of Chris Corbeil, uh, which is... Which, <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. You know, that so, guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then I guess the big move kind of... I know, you know, I guess this is a season preview. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm tired of kind of taught, not pretending about this or whatever. I mean, Challenge's going to be moving up front for us uh, this year. 
And uh, so our offense is going to look quite a bit different. Um, you know, with Challen up there. Well, mix in a Tommy. kitty cat on the other side too, right, uh, Corey there Small? There we go, yeah. Corey Small as well. So, I mean, gone are, are Robbie and uh, and Reed, and both were, you know, great warriors for our team and, and you know, have had great careers here. But, you know, this is how this game works. And so those two are kind of gone, and, and in come, you know, Stephen Kehoe, and Corey Small, and, and, and you know, we insert Challen up there, you know, on a full-time basis. Not that Challen didn't play up there a lot last year because of injuries, but, you know, it, we feel like it's time for him to uh, take his craft yeah, to the Chalen front door. Rogers, Stevie Keogh, Dan Dawson, Dan oh. Craig, Zach Manns. Corey Small. Uh, Tom Shriver. Oh, yeah, that, him. Guy, he's, he's, <laughs> that guy. He's pretty decent. <laughs> oh, you know, and I'm just looking here, Jamie, at the roster and kind of going up and down. You just locked up TD for, I, th- I want to say, three years. Yeah. And, and it just, like, I'm looking, man, and I, it just seems like all the pieces to the puzzle finally fit. And, uh, like, the only question I have is who's backing up Rosie, and I don't like consider that to be a big concern for you with the amount of workload that that Nick's had over the years. Like he wants to play every minute that he can. Well, I, I, I listen. I'll interrupt you right there. Troy Holt Polichuk's going to be our uh, number two goalie here this year, and and you know we have a lot of faith in Troy. Um, we have a lot of faith in Riley too. Both of those guys um, all along. It's just Rosie logs a lot of minutes, so. Uh, you know, Troy's ready to step in when needed. No question in our minds. So, um, you know, and, and then we bring in another young guy in Sammy Haynes. So, you know, listen, man, I, I mean, you know, everyone probably feels really good about their team. You're going to talk to all these GMs, this and that. We feel great about our team. But, you know, the reality is, is, you know, we didn't win. We didn't win the championship last year. We didn't win the East last year. And, you know. Buffalo still stands in our way, and and that's just a fact. So um, we love where we're at. Um, we like to think that we we've made the moves that will push us over the top. But you know, for me, I kind of you know for us to get to where we want to get to, you know, and this is no disrespect to anyone else, but you know, Buffalo stands in our way, and I, I think they're a great team. Um, you know, that's going to be pretty hungry this year, not getting it done last year in the final. So, um, I, but I am excited. I, I will say that. Yeah. I was going to ask you about Chris Corbeil because you got a guy who's been a longtime leader of a championship team, comes from a certain system and you've got a team that's already got a pretty good leadership base. How do you mix the experience Corbeil comes with, with the base you already have? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, you know, you know Chris probably pretty well there, Evan. I, I've gotten to know Chris actually since kind of back to my coming in the league. He actually coached, Evan Rubish coached in my Rock Elite League in the very first year, probably like 12 years ago. So I, I've known Chris over the years, but never been involved with him on a team. Uh, this summer he played for the Senior B Oakville team, so I got – I wasn't too close to him because I kind of kept my distance. Like I, I'm not as close as I am with the rock with that team, but I heard from a few of the players, you know, my son 
especially talked to me about what a leader he was in the room and, and this and that. And, you know, he'll walk right into our room and, and he'll continue to do that. I mean, he he's, I, to me, he's earned his respect in this league as a leader, as a player. And just like when Dan Dawson walked into our room, you know, when Dan Dawson talked, people listened. Because he he's been there, he's done that at the highest level, and you know he's a team guy. So you know um, I, I expect the exact same. Cor- Corbs will be a great leader, and you can you can never have enough great leaders on your team. Yeah, I'd say you know I, I honestly felt like, and this isn't a shot at our leadership group, but I almost welcomed another guy of Chris's stature. Um, and it's not about a letter or this and that. It's just about, you know, this guy's a warrior that knows what it takes to win and he does it the right way and he'll help lead, you know, especially the younger guys in, in trying to accomplish what we all want to accomplish. Put it this way. If they're handing Chris Corbeil the C when he pulls on the Maple Leaf with all the players that are on that team, kind of a good idea on what kind of leader Chris Corbeil is. Let's just say that as we speak with Jamie Dowick here, season previous for the Toronto Rock. Uh, we haven't got a noble update in a while, Jamie. And, I, you know, there's some off-floor stuff there. Didn't play at all last season. Do we have a prognosis on what's going to happen with noble who you you know you spent a pretty penny to acquire it hasn't really panned out for you yet what's happening there yeah I'm, i mean jay he's still under contract i'm i'm not sure how this is all going to play out to be honest with you he's currently still under contract you know we're going to connect shortly and have a discussion but it didn't work out last year I'm not. I'm not really sure where okay. that's going to go. Kind of moving forward, if I'm if I'm being honest with you guys, and uh, we'll see. I mean, to me, if we could ever get him back and get him back to the to where he was or or close to that, it would be a heck of an addition to our team. But time will tell. Yeah, let me uh, let me ask you this: We haven't touched on on the draft at all, really. Twenty uh, eighth pick. Tell me about this guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen. I think this kid could play. I really do. I mean, I know he's my son, and uh, you know, I I try and take the rose-colored glasses. Uh, you know, well, since I've got involved in this, you know, I try and take that all out of the equation, and and you got to evaluate him. And if I didn't believe he could play, I probably wouldn't put him in that situation. He's. A, I think he landed in a great spot. Um, we didn't expect him to be there on the on in the draft feel fortunate he was you know for whatever reasons um but he'll get a chance to come in here be our fifth right and, and learn from the likes of tom schreiber and dan dawson and Chalm rogers and stephen kehoe and you know if he's got to jump into a game I, I believe he can do that um is he ready to play 18 games in this league no he's not that's tough for you know any rookie to do let alone you know um so I'm excited, man. I'm real excited. I, I can't wait for him, you know, to uh, – he's been working hard with the boys since he got drafted, and I know he's hungry to get back, you know, playing lacrosse. It's been, you know, a lot. He's missed a lot, man, with COVID and, and injury, and, you know, he almost went three years without playing lacrosse at all. He, he got a bit of a taste back this summer, and I know he's excited. So um, we, we feel fortunate to get him, and, 
you know, keep going in the draft. I mean, we we, we got Sammy Haynes, who's who's going to be our you know most more than likely our third goalie on our practice roster, and it's a great young goalie that you know has kind of been our mo for third goalies. Take a young kid and the, that's hungry to come in and take shots and and lives near the facility and things like that. So and he's a good goalie. Uh, I think he was the best goalie in the draft, and you know he's young, so that'll be great. Uh, and then a couple lefties, Marley Angus, an Oakville kid who I'm very familiar with, played for played for us with the senior B team this summer. I really liked what he saw. I was another guy I was kind of surprised fell as low as he did in the draft, and and I know he'll come in here and and he'll he'll compete. And and then you know another young guy from Peterborough, a big lefty. Um, still got a year or two left in junior. Tyler Hendricks. Um, you know, just a big, raw, um, talented offensive lefty. So, you know, those four will come into camp. You know, we pretty well returned almost everyone that, that you know, wasn't coaching staff. The way we talked. Coaching staff all yeah, back in tow, too. Yeah, they're back. Uh, coaching staff back in tow. One more addition uh, to my scouting staff and, and to join uh, DJ Cleveland there. Uh, in the Andrew Suter, oh, uh, which uh, which actually hasn't been kind of officially announced right. yet. But Breaking I'll, all sorts of news know, on the pod today, Jamie. <laughs> well, listen, man. I mean, uh, you know, he's been involved with us now for not not too long here, but you know, he he's joined our group, and you know, I love suits. I've always wished that was a guy that played for me. I mean. You know, back I in think that's Minnesota, a perfect role Minnesota. for him, man. I think that is an absolutely yeah, perfect it, role for him. We, we, he's just a knowledge. He's a great guy. He's part of the, you know, he, him and I are pretty close. Uh, it's a good spot for him to kind of learn the craft in this league and be around our group. And, you know, he, he definitely lends some uh, knowledge and insight. And, and I'm excited to finally uh, have him part of on my side of the team. Yeah, um, draft so, picks are going to need him. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, hopefully there are. Well, yeah. So no, it's good, man. I mean, uh, you know, so that, that was good. Yeah. It's, it's pretty well, you know, it's pretty, and we, we obviously the, the couple changes up front, the couple free agents, but you know, we felt like we had a pretty good team last year, obviously wasn't good enough. We thought it was at the time, but we were always looking to add to it. And, and like I said earlier, I think, you know, Corey, Steven and, and Corbs, you know, to me, three pretty big ads for us, yeah, and and I'm excited about what the future holds. I was looking at your schedule. Um, all nine home games on Saturday nights, which is something you'd never have these. How about season. it? All nine. Yeah, yeah. So it's great. It's I great. Mean, we did that last year too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, where are ticket sales looking at right now? Are they? Are we going to surpass Toronto levels pretty soon? Or? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were we were pretty. I mean, we we were there on some nights last year, um, and we dealt with the three game kind of pause in the middle where no one could come. So, I I think with uh with the full season ahead, I, you know, I'm expecting to be into the upper bowl, you know, hopefully every night, which means Over I think 10. there's about nine thousand in the lower bowl yeah. or something like that. So, um, you know, I'm excited, man. Hamilton's been great. It's like, yeah, the Saturday nights is awesome. Our fans wanted it. You know, we sold, you know, we had a good season's ticket push, um, both through the phones and online, just when that schedule got released. 
What uh, um, can what what can we expect there in the hammer, Jamie? Are we are we sticking red and blue still? Or are we maybe introducing a little more black and gold throughout the year? No, no, no we're, we're we're pretty well status quo. We've got, you know, we are who we are. Okay, we got our jerseys, and you know, we introduced our third jersey last year, which is the Hamilton jersey, and that jersey's you know that wasn't a one year thing. That's a regular jersey for us now that we probably wear a couple times uh at home we did last year and plan to do again this year so um nothing nothing changing there just continue to you know we can finally be kind of out and about in the city right we didn't get a lot of you know we were still with covid last year we didn't get a chance to really do that so i think this year will be a lot different in the sense that we can be a lot more visible and out there and you know making an impact on the community interacting with our fans more and things like that just enhancing it's crazy to think uh, that that's a fan experience it's just it's less than a year ago that we were still you know playing games without fans and halifax can play home games and like it like it's you know how many i talked about how many we were the covid tests like i was doing because i tested someone the other day and i was saying to him i'm like dude you have no idea i was doing these things like three times a week with my players and like it was crazy it was crazy how much money we were spending on that stuff and and the restrictions and and now we're about to take our masks off at the airport it's coming it's coming october 1st yeah Yeah, i flew today that'll be my last time flying uh with a mask on i guess like it just we didn't even get to do our post game you know things with our fans and stuff last year so it's uh I'm 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 looking forward to it, man. Hamilton's been great. Um, you know, like a, yeah, we're, well, listen, we're we're excited, man. I'm not letting you out of the gate here without bringing this up because uh, oh, I know where you're going. I uh, was just going to bring it up. Uh, yeah, I was listen, throw it just, at you. We just had uh, Big Dan on <laughs> prior to you. I asked him how he kind of felt about it, and uh, make no mistake, the boys will have that pinned up in the locker room prior to game time, Jamie. But uh, man disrespectful guaranteed win that you're calling this against vancouver at the start of the year yes sir that's what i'm doing free tickets um, available guaranteed listen, win night i mean I, I, I listen dangerous game you're playing there doc I'm just gonna say here's that. the here here's the name of the game this is our lacrosse fan i mean listen it's called a promotion. I know. It's something we did in 2014 when we actually played the Buffalo Bandits. You can let your friend Dan Richardson know that uh, that was going to be guaranteed win night if we were hosting the Colorado okay, Mammoth. Nothing personal. Or nothing the personal. Buffalo <laughs> okay. No, I, listen, man. I mean, honestly, it's guaranteed win night. Uh, the whole thing behind it is, you know, what you can't we, lose. We feel you can't like, lose, right? Because either you win the game and you win the game and the fans love a win, or if you lose, everybody's coming back the next game for free and you're getting more fans in the building. There you go. I mean, listen, for those people that sit on the fence to come to a game, listen, we have, we generally, since I've owned the team, we've had a great home record. We, ge- we generally win at home. We don't always win at home, of course, but we generally win at home. And when you win at home, it's a much more fun atmosphere and whatever for everyone. So, you know, what we're trying to do is entice that cat fan that might put them over the top to say, you know what, I will go to this game. They're guaranteeing a win, and if they don't win, I get to go back again this year. I mean, that's what we're doing here. Um, you know, heck, 
Listen, I know Vancouver's head coach, so I had a good laugh when yeah. I saw the schedule uh, and saw, was and right saw it phone, was Vancouver because yeah. I thought, oh, <laughs> Troy's probably got signs made up already. Oh, like, yeah. uh, you know it. You, you know, know it. it. All right, listen. Uh, listen takes a lot more than that, you know, like, you. Yeah, like we'll be ready. I it's guaranteed win night. You should come buy a ticket. Oh, well, hey. I'll, I'll tell you this much. When Coolbeck gets their odds up, my money's going on the Toronto Rock ah, to win this season. Well, to be honest with you, I think Coolbeck's going to have to stay away from that because uh, they're, they're a huge sponsor of ours, obviously, and uh, there was something to do with the guaranteed bet. They can't be involved in anything. Listen, you guys know how these the legal yeah, legal yeah. whatever of these things yeah, work. Quick call uh, to Gregoire. We'll get that straightened out in no time down. Uh, Gregoire was the one who I think was jumping <laughs> off a bridge or something. So, uh, oh, man. you know, hey, listen, I, I, think, I, I got, think they're out on the guarantee. That's fair. That's fair. I got one last thing for you. I know you got uh, your big football guy. We, we we don't have Santino with us today. So we need a we need a pick for the parlay coming up in quarter four. Have a quick look at the odds here for uh, Super or, or Sunday football, and just give me give me your lock of the week. Can I'm you do that? There right now. Yeah, yeah, I know you got that handy. So, well, okay. uh, well, yeah. You, can you do that quickly, or do you need a little time? To... Um, no, I'm going to give you one right away here. Okay. Here's Ooh. Jamie Dowick's lax class lock of the week for Tino. He's stepping and up. And I'm too. flying through here. Well, you didn't like the Broncos at the Raiders, so I don't know if you maybe want to hop on the Raiders or not. Josh no, McCann. I can't do. I won't. I won't do that. I won't do that. Wow, this is a tough week. I'm here. Here you go. I'm going. Oh gosh, this is terrible. This is a really tough week, guys. Um, in quick glance, I'm going to take. Uh, I hate betting on it, giving you my lock of the week and it being a pretty bad team but i'm gonna take the cleveland browns minus two Ooh. at the atlanta falcons Ooh. taking mm. a road favorite okay cleveland browns you heard it here first oh, yeah. us. challenge rogers playing offense wearing hamilton jerseys a couple times what was the other news he broke there suits oh yeah suits there you go all right jd appreciate your time here on lax class as always uh, excited for toronto rock season See what happens on guaranteed win night, uh, December the 3rd. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, it's too bad I won't come up. We're not out in Vancouver this year. I always love seeing I you know. out there, but uh, oh, well. maybe Thanks. maybe you can get them to bring you out here for the game. I'll see what I can do. See what I can do. All right. Talk Thanks, to you soon, boys. Brother. See you, man. Keep it up. Yeah. Cheers. There he is, Jamie Dowick, owner, president, general manager, Toronto Rock. And I'm just, again, Evan, I'm scanning up and down this Toronto Rock roster. and. There's no, there's no holes on this thing. Like, there's no weak links. No. There's no gaps to fill in. There's no – these guys are loaded and ready to win a championship. They got their free agents back that they needed to get back. Like I said, when Coolbet puts its NLL Cup champions odds out there, that's who my bet's on. All right. And it's uh, – Buffalo might be the favorite. It's To me, this is the team to beat right now. I don't – particularly uh, yeah. disagree man i do not like i just don't there's no more work to do really like i 
Training and camps, he's got these draft picks in hand, which well, is yeah, the crazy I mean, part. That's, yeah, and if he needs, like, somebody goes down with an injury or something, you can replace him pretty quick with a first-rounder if you need to. So sitting in a pretty good spot there is Jamie Dowick and the Toronto Rock. All right, two down. Who's up next week, Evan? I, I have a hard time going backwards here, but uh, who do we got? Panthers. Two seconds, I'll find it here. Saskatchewan has got to be in there and San Diego, I think. No, I don't see. Yeah, you're right. Saskatchewan, San Diego are the next two. There you go. We'll keep it West Coast bias just for Steve Dietrich next week here on EP204. <laughs> but uh, we still got another quarter to go here on EP203. Lax class locks are coming up. You've already heard one of them. Evan and I will make a pick as well, and we'll try and put some money in your pocket, courtesy of Cool Bet. Quarter four is next. Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hey, this is Eli Salama from the Calgary Roughnecks and Bill Chrome. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. All right, we're back on Lax Class. No more breaks here on the podcast. Into the fourth quarter, you just heard from Associated Labels and Packaging. I'm sure uh, my man Sean Ashworth not too happy this morning after his 49ers got beat by the Broncos at the final drive there from Russell Wilson. Big Niners fan, Sean Ashworth. Uh, If you're a big fan of quality ethics, check out Associated Labels and Packaging. Over 40 years of experience in the label and packaging business, they are the best. It's plain and simple. You need a label, you need a package, Associated Labels and Packaging, AssociatedLP.com. Evan, we're into the fourth quarter. It is now time. Actually, you know what? Before we get into that, I wanted to make sure I mentioned this, uh, and I'm kind of shameful I've left it to the fourth quarter, but Truth and Reconciliation Day coming up here, Evan, and I want to make sure mm-hmm. everybody takes note of this and takes time to do the proper things. Yeah, uh, you know, it's previously known as Orange Shirt Day, but, you know, we've got a, we've got a legacy to that we need to address and a very big elephant in the closet that needs to be reconciled to the best of our abilities and the best way for everybody to do this is to gain the knowledge understand what happened what that's caused in today's society and how we can move forward you know Evan, take the day and reflect on that and see how you as an individual can assist that process yeah and and i think that's really well said and and one of the things that i've kind of done to help myself with that it's just following Instagram accounts and you kind of get led down a bit of a rabbit hole. Like you start to follow a couple of more pop up on your timeline and you're like, Oh, what's that one? And the more I follow and, and you know, some are better than others, obviously, but you just, you learn about the culture, the history, their traditions, all sorts of things just by following different Instagram accounts. And it's from all over Turtle Island as well, right? You'll from the east, the west, mm-hmm. the south. Different different cultures have different ways of doing things, but it's all kind of one ecosystem as well. So that's yeah. a, a really simple way to kind of help educate yourself. Just follow a couple of accounts that may be a little bit out of your comfort zone, but you're surely going to learn something from it. Yeah, if you want a, a great person to listen to, listen to Chief Clarence Louie out of British Columbia, who 
he takes the historical context, puts it into a modern day scenario and tries to find solutions. And he's one of these people I would say is the most inspiring first nation speakers that I've ever listened to. So if you ever get a chance, listen to him, his books out there, take a read. One of these guys that you really want to learn from. Yeah. Native American history. I follow a guy named Thosh Collins who, I started following just for his kettlebell workouts back in, you know, last last couple of years. So Truth and Reconciliation Day, Evan, is that Thursday? Is that Friday? I should Friday. Know. Friday. Thank you. All right. Uh, make sure you make sure you take time on Friday to to do some reflecting. Now it's time for Lax Class Locks. It's locked. Lax Class Locks brought to you by CoolBet Canada, CoolBet.com. They're the place to go. And when you go there, if you're new to the website, you have not signed up for an account yet. I don't know what you're doing, especially if you're a longtime listener of this podcast. But if you're new to the podcast or if you're new to, to CoolBet, go to CoolBet.com. Sign up for an account. Takes a couple of minutes. Email your name, all that sort of stuff. And then before you make your deposit, put in the bonus code LAXCLASS. One word, LAXCLASS. And what that'll do for you is it'll get you free money. Let me repeat that. Free money courtesy of CoolBet just by using the bonus code LAXCLASS. Up to $200. They'll match you on your first time deposit and just give you free money. It's that simple. Bonus code LAXCLASS, CoolBet.com. Stay cool. Bet responsibly, something we have not done in a long, long time here on the podcast. Evan, I told you, it's coming. And I cannot believe this, man. My Coastal Carolina Chanteliers won easily covering the two and a half points, which I knew they would. Yeah. So book it for my pick. Tino went off the board a little bit with some e-gaming and went with Cloud9, who really... That was like the juicer on on the parlay. They were a major underdog. Well, Cloud9 took Edward Gaming and absolutely kicked the snot out of him. So we were two for two, which just meant it was your bet that was left (laughs) on the parlay. We needed the Wallabies to cover a measly 15 and a half points to the All Blacks for a lot of money, Evan. Two for three as the Wallabies just crapped the bet. Unbelievable. Yeah, they, yeah, they uh, it was shocking because for those that understand rugby, if you get yellow card or sin bin, you're, you're down a man for 10 minutes. Well, the Wallabies were sin binned two minutes into the game. Like a guy literally picked the forward up, dropped him on his head and shoulder. Like it's just like they're shocked that they didn't send him off at that point. But they get out of that. They're already dead tired. They're down. They take another sin bin. And at that point, they're down 17-0, and the guys are so tired. The route was on. Defense. I and cannot the problem, The it. other problem was that New Zealand, both of them needed the win, and they needed a bonus point to to win this whole championship. So at that stage, New Zealand just worried about pouring on as many points as they could to get the bonus point, and 
yeah, New Zealand won the championship. I mean, I'm happy. I'm an all-black supporter, but never in my wildest dreams I think they'd win by at least 16, let alone 32. Oh, cost the people a lot of money last week, Evan. Cost. So here's what I'm proposing moving forward here uh, for the parlay. If you do not get your pick right the prior week, like you didn't this past week, Evan, then you don't get to participate in next week's parlay. So if all three of us go over, then I think we, we need to have a discussion. But for this week, it should just be me and Tino getting to make the picks for the parlay. So maybe we just do a two-game parlay. Maybe. I don't know. We'll, well, talk- we'll, we'll start. Well, those are the rules. We'll start this week with those rules. Yeah. So with all that being said, we know, well, we asked Jimmy Dowick for a little, little help, a little advice. He is going clean. We're taking three favorites this week, Evan. And, mm-hmm. and. I like this because, you know, sometimes it's fun to go for the big underdog and, and, you know, get a little extra juice if you if you hit it. But sometimes you just got to play it safe and, and go with the favorites here. Get a little less odds. But so that's what we're doing this week. So Jamie is taking the Cleveland Browns at minus one and a half at minus 111 on the point spread. I am taking the Montreal Alouettes, who have been one of the hottest teams in the CFL. I know the Elks just beat the Riders. I could care less. I think the Riders stink as well. And Montreal's been hot here. They're going on the road. They're a three-point favorite. Minus 110. Give me the Alouettes. And you are getting away from rugby, but you're staying in Europe this time as you're going soccer here, Syria. Yeah, yeah, Syria. I almost went, I was almost going to put my team down. Yeah, what did they, like, do, do they call it Syria when it's Series B? Like what? No, Series B. Oh, so it's Syria, yeah. but Series B, not Ba. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know about that. No. Know about and uh, so anyways, I was about to put my team down just like, no, they're on the road. They've had too many draws on Who's the road. Who's your that's team what... in Syria? Milan. Uh, and that's the tricky thing when you're betting on soccer is, is that the draw is a real possibility of hitting. So I'm going with a little bit of a bigger favorite. I'm going to take the dreaded rivals from Juve to beat Bologna at home. Minus 175. Juventus to beat Bologna. <laughs> Right? Is that what we're doing here? No, it's Juventus uh, over Bologna, and they are 175, minus 175 favorites. So you add all this up, you're looking around plus 550 and a cool bet return of about 130 on a $20 bet. Go to cool bet, sign up, bonus code last class, and then in that search bar, look up lacrosse classified parlay. And, uh, And if you like betting on these other sports like we do, Take a look at the promotions tab. There are quite a few nice little promotions oh, going man. right now. They got it. U- UFC baseball's got one. There's F1, one for curling. NFL, CFL, NCAA football. And I was, Even esports, there's one. Right I know. Now. I always screw myself, too, because we record here on a Monday, but the disc golf odds don't go up until Tuesday, so I never get to pick, uh, pick a disc golf event. Which Well, I think you have to talk to a certain... Mr. Gregoire to get those up a little soon. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. So there is your last class parlay for the week. There is episode 203 for the week. We'll be back next week. San Diego and Saskatchewan are coming up next, and uh, we'll look forward to that. Tino should be back as well. Big thanks to Jamie Dowick and Dan Richardson for stopping by the podcast. To our sponsors, of course, Stampede Tack, Associated Labels and Packaging, 
Coolbet Canada and Rycor Construction. And to you, the loyal listener, for checking out Last Class each and every week. We'll talk to you next week, every week, right here on Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Don't forget, subscribe, five-star review is what I'm trying to say there. And uh, give us a follow on social media as well. That'll do it. For Evan Sheminar, I've been Jake Elliott. And for the fastest game on two feet, for the creator, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay classified.